You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. joined by my co-host tonight, Joey Ikes. We are recording this on Tuesday night instead of Wednesday like we have been, um, and we are going to bring you, we kind of pinned this last week, but we're going to bring you our one and final version, uh, first and final version of our 53-man roster prediction for the Dallas Cowboys for the 2023 season. Uh, we have one preseason game left to go. Uh, we were through two games, had some unfortunate injuries last last week that, you know, I know have been touched on and covered a ton. So we might breeze through them a little bit through this. But uh, we got one preseason game left to go. Um, it doesn't sound like we're going to get any dress rehearsal or any game like that. Um, so we got one more preseason left to go with probably a lot of the bubble guys playing. And um, after that, we will be at roster cutdowns and then week one will be here before you know it. So we're going to do our best shot at predicting this 53 man roster. But before we do, Joey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well, man. You know, like you said, we're getting closer and closer to the season, which means that things are starting to get real and it's going to get interesting as we, we get to start working through some of these roster mechanisms now that these teams use. That will be fun to watch. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, it always gets interesting on these cutdowns, especially with how they've done them now, a days where it's all at once instead of kind of you spread them out throughout the those two or three weeks. Um, it makes it, difficult and I mean you hate to say this about people's jobs but it makes it a little bit more fun in my opinion because it, it all happens at once so there's a lot of moving parts going on all at once instead of kind of spreading it out through a couple weeks span yeah and it gives those guys one more shot you know and especially because the guys who are getting released now or who would get released at the cut down to 75 are usually the veteran guys who are going to get cut not the young guys because they want the young guys to get to play another game so it just gives everybody one more shot to get in through another game, helps the team have more guys available so that you can hopefully avoid a Raymond Radway situation with a young player who you want to be able to get through to your roster who has to play because of the uh, because of roster size or something like that. You don't deal with that quite as much with with having the full roster going all the way down. So it'll be uh, it'll be good to uh, to get see these guys go at it one last time. Yeah, no doubt. All right, well, let's get rolling. Um... I think the, the first we're going to go position by position. Um, so we're going to start with the quarterback position. Obviously, we got Dak Prescott taking up that number one spot on the 53 man roster. Um, I think the conversation here comes of you carrying two or three quarterbacks. Personally, I think they're just going to go with two. Or, are we in agreement that that's what we think they're going to do? Or do you think they'll carry three with Will Greer being the third? Yeah, they have the new third quarterback role. 
that I'll be honest, I don't know exactly what the mechanisms of the rule are anymore because it just came back. Um, and so I, I'm not 100% sure if that guy – yeah, so the third quarterback has to be on the 53-man roster, um, but he can dress on game days without counting against the 46. Right. But – on a t- but it could be one of those situations. Well, I wonder if you know you probably can't do that with the quarterback on the practice squad. Bring him up and dress him as the third quarterback. But anyway, um, I think they probably just carry two, carry Will Greer on the practice squad, and then away they go. And they have Will Greer if they need him. Uh, but they also, you know, I'm sure they have answers for emergency quarterback should they need one in a game. But yeah, and that's always an interesting topic and I think they did that last year after the 49ers game I want to say it was in the playoffs last year when uh Brock Purdy got hurt and it was just a absolute disaster of a game I think they were playing the Eagles if I'm not mistaken um I think that's why that rule got switched over is you could have that third quarterback that had to be on 53 but you didn't have to activate him for they didn't count as an active game day spot and it's pretty much you're just using them as an emergency um in case you're you know, your your backup quarterback also gets hurt. Yeah, basically I think the rule is both quarterbacks ahead of him have to get hurt for him to come in, and then there's something to do with he can't come out once he goes in or something. I don't know exactly what the rules are, but um, basically it's a break glass in a case of emergency situation, and I don't, I don't think the Cowboys are going to worry about that necessarily, um, especially considering how deep they are at some of these positions as we get into these conversations. Yep. All right. So one of those positions you just mentioned being deep at is running back and not to say that they're loaded at the running back position, but they have some bodies there and some guys that you, you don't think they're ready to move on from yet. So let's start there. Obviously we have Tony Pollard. Uh, he's going to be RB one. Um, I, I personally, you know, tell me if you disagree, but personally, I think they're going to carry four running backs. I think it's going to be Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdle, Deuce Vaughn and Malik Davis. Are, are we in agreement there? Do we have anything we want to touch on there? I think they probably carry three running backs. Really? Um, and I think they probably – have you noticed how little Hunter Lepke has played in these preseason games? Yeah, man, I don't think it's going to be Hunter Lepke that would be that fourth guy. Or are you saying that you think he does squeak on somehow? I think I think they carry three running backs and they push Hunter Lepke to the practice squad and he becomes a – bounce up, bounce down from the practice squad guy for the game day roster for the first few weeks. And uh and then we go from there. That's that's what I think probably winds up happening. Um I think because it's I think be Tony Pollard, Rico Dottle, and Deuce Vaughn is the three running backs. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's what they will do. Um because they also we saw him put Cavante Turpin in the backfield and give him carries in a camp practice. And we've seen him use Sean McEwen if you know, we'll get to the tight end position if they're going to keep him. We've seen them use tight ends and fullback type roles before, and even bring tight ends into the backfield in pass pro situations. Um, so I think they probably feel like they can go light at running back, especially because we're going to have a conversation in a minute where they're going to be relatively heavy at the wide receiver position. Okay, I think they carry four. I I would if I was doing this, I would do three, but I can see where. Again, kind of what we talked about, we talked about a little bit last week, but like maybe there's still 
not completely sure if Tony Pollard's a, a bell cow guy and they've been so used to that bell cow back and Deuce Vaughn, I think they're going to be, you know, a four to five touch guy game to start to see if he can handle that. And then, you know, Rico, Rico Dowdle is a guy that they've, they've seemed to like, but he's had injury issues. So the reason I think they carry four is because they're just, they don't think they have a pure, like hand it to him every down running back one. They don't think that Deuce Vaughn's able to do that. So they kind of carry that extra guy that we mentioned last week. And obviously Ronald Jones is, is suspended those first two games. And, and maybe that's their thought process. They're going to go three, let Ronald Jones see how those guys handle the workload in the, the first two or two weeks or so. And then maybe they bring Ronald Jones back and he he's on the roster once he comes back from suspension uh, after his two game suspension. So maybe they do go three. And then if they feel like, Hey, we, we need another guy there, they bring Ronald Jones back in week three and, and go from there. Yeah. And we can always have the fourth running back here and on the, you know, on the, spreadsheet we're using to keep track of this we can highlight that guy and at the end if we've got too many guys yeah we can always come back and we'll we'll know then we can have the conversation about you know hey we added these three or four guys across the positions that we thought might be on the bubble these are the guys we're gonna we're gonna cut some of these guys off of here to get to the final 53 so yeah i like that let's do that we'll, we'll do that and put him in red so right now we're at six we're moving on to seven and we will go to the uh wide we'll do wide receivers first and then do tight ends um again you mentioned that this is one that that is deep and i think it's deep in the depth natural depth and then it's deep in talent too um you know we have the top three guys cd lamb brandon cooks michael gallup uh we were told today by stephen jones that jalen tolbert has earned that fourth receiver spot um, I think that's no surprise to anybody who's watched Cowboys football this offseason. Uh, but things do get a little interesting when you get to that fifth, sixth, possibly seventh, depending on what they do with Kevontae Turpin and some of the young guys they brought in. So we got the top four guys with CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, Jalen Tolbert. Five. five. Who, do, who do you think's earned that five spot? I mean, obviously the, the, the discussion is Jalen Brooks and Simi Fajoko. Uh, Kevontae Turpin is likely going to make this roster, uh, more than likely going to make this roster, um, but play probably a little bit different role than your natural wide receiver. So who who do you have as that fifth wide receiver right now? I think if we're talking about fifth, like true wide receiver, it's Jalen Brooks. But I think if we fit, if we're talking about who is, if they go shorter at wide receiver than we're taught, than we think they will, if they decide to only carry five wide receivers, I think Kevontae Turpin's the fifth guy to carry. But I think, so I think it's kind of a those are your top four wide receivers, and then they're going to carry two more. Kevontae Turpin and Jalen Brooks, I think, are the next two, and I think they they carry both of those guys, and it's a it's a pretty easy six at this point, unless you get you know we're, all, all of this, of course, is subject to change. Should Jalen Moreno Cropper go out and put up two hundred yards in the preseason game this week or something like that after having a good week in the scrimmages and stuff like that, maybe he makes himself uncuttable. Yeah, no, I mean I I, I agree. I think. I think it, some people might be going, well, what about Simi? He's looked, you know, good in these preseason games. And, and again, I just, I think that he hasn't shown enough. I'm, I'm again, we're doing this on what we think they're going to do. They don't like to cut draft picks and they don't like to dra- cut draft picks that they just drafted. And Jalen Brooks was a draft pick. They just drafted this year. Simi Pahoka was a draft pick, but he's been around here for a couple of years and hasn't really produced. So he's kind of had his time to shine and it, it hasn't happened um, so I also think they're going to carry six. I think Jalen Brooks has probably got the nod over Simi Fajoko right now, even though, I mean, I, I will say Fajoko does bring a little bit different look to that 
that wide receiver room. He's kind of that bigger, you know, Noah Brown, light tight end dude who's going to block a little bit. But I just – Simi just doesn't do a whole lot for me, and, and I think I'd rather just try to hit the reset button there and see if Jalen Brooks can bring something to the table that we haven't seen from Simi in the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, Simi was the special teams wide receiver who they hoped could develop that they drafted a few years ago. They just did that again with Jalen Brooks. I think it's a pretty clean um, – I think it's a pretty clean one-for-one replacement. Yeah, no, I agree. And then, like I said, Turpin will be your sixth guy. He's probably going to play most of his snaps and make most of his plays on special teams. But um, I, I think Turpin's – honestly, like, it's not like he's gone out and done anything crazy and he's had some some issues too. Like, But I think he's done a little bit more than I thought he could at receiver this year in some of these preseason games and camp practices, just showing some some catch radius and showing the ability to extend and make some some bad ball catches. Um you know, he's he's done some some nice things, I think, as a receiver that I wasn't sure he had in him. So I think he's safe. And I think that, you know, even though sometimes his special teams ability might have been a little overrated last year, I think he's still got plenty of upside there and, and can continue to de- develop in that return game area. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, tight end. This also gets interesting. Um, I, I'm pretty confident they're going to keep four guys. Are, are you are you there with? That as well. Yeah, I'm pretty much there with you. Um, although they've played the roster games with Sean McEwen before where they bounce him up and down from the practice squad. I don't know his status in terms of if he's a vested veteran. He feels like he's been around forever but hasn't played very many games, so I doubt he is. Um, so I don't know if he's subject to waivers if they release him or not. But <clears throat> nobody's going to claim Sean McEwen off of waivers if he, if he gets cut. So you wouldn't it, think so. You feel pretty confident that if if we're short a spot, we can always say, "Oh, well, you know, we can just release McEwen and he can he can roll back to us on the practice squad, or he can roll back to us after we do this roster mechanism with this guy or that guy or whatever, depending on what the injury situation is with some of these guys." Yeah, and I mean, you hate to say this, but I bet you a guy like Peyton Hendershot took a great sigh of relief when. When well, uh, John Stevens got hurt, yeah, John Stevens got hurt last week. Um, yeah, again, you hate to say that, but I think his roster spot was probably in not saying jeopardy, but it was on the fence of being in jeopardy with, with John Stevens showing up and playing pretty well. And and uh, again, like I I think if they keep three tight ends, Hendershot makes it. But I I think when they were talking about keeping four, maybe they would have went a different direction with 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 uh, John Stevens over Hendershot, but. With him getting hurt, I think they probably go four deep, and I think uh, McEwen and Hendershot are the the uh, third and the fourth options with Luke Schoonmaker and Jake Ferguson being the one and the two. Yeah, absolutely. And this is this is the one offensive position that we've seen Bones Fossil pull a pretty decent amount of special team snaps from, and so Hendershot and McEwen both have a lot of experience doing that. So I and think that I think off, the four is a pretty safe assumption. Off topic a little bit. It's not like he's been dynamic by any means, but. I feel like Luke Schoonmaker's done a couple nice things in these preseason games. It hasn't really been talked about a lot. You know, it's been, like I said, it's not like he's made that wild catch or whatever, but it seems like he's been in the right spot. He's made the ball, you know, made the plays that when they came to him, he's seems to be making the the easy plays easy. And, you know, he made that, I think he had a decently big play last week on that play action bootleg on third down where he got, you know, got out in space, caught the ball or got upfield, you know. So again, it's not like he's Travis Kelsey by any means, but he's not, 
dropping, you know, easy passes. He's not in the wrong spot. You know, he, he seems to be blocking pretty well. He seems to be running the right routes, catching the ball when it's thrown to him, which is which is all you're looking for him to do. It's not like he's setting the world on fire, but we haven't talked about him a lot this offseason. So I, I just wanted to give him a little bit of props as he showed up in these games a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. He He's doing what you need a tight end to do, which in this offense is good enough for pretty decent production if you're the lead tight end, which I don't think he is right now. But he, he's doing that. You know, there's some small little things that he's got to get better at, you know, in terms of blocking in line with some of the stuff that's gone on the last couple of games. But for the most part, he's been where he's supposed to be, been available for the quarterback, made the catch when the ball comes to him. So far, so good for a guy who has almost no training camp practice behind right. him before he got into these games. Right. I think that that's the main reason I brought that up is because he hasn't been practicing. You know, he's kind of been – I think he, he practiced one day before the train, the first preseason game, so he hasn't really been getting that workload in. So it's just been nice to kind of him for – at least to show that he understands the offense, he understands where to be, he's, you know, making plays when they come his way. So, all right. We're at 16 guys. We're through quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Offensive line is always where it gets a little bit interesting. Um, I guess let's start with here. Do you think they carry 10 or 11 offensive linemen? Oh, see, I was going to say I think they carry nine. Oh, wow. And I think, right. they only, I think they only take eight to the game. All right, well, let's get in. We'll, we'll do the starters first. So we've got Tyron Smith, um, who is on – Obviously, starting left tackle, we got Tyler uh, Smith, who is the starting left guard. Tyler Biotish, who is the starting center. Zach Martin, who is the starting right guard. And Terrence Steele, who is your starting right tackle. That is your top five offensive linemen. Now it's where do they go from there? I think they only carry four backups. Clearly, if I think they carry nine. I think a guy like Chuba Adoga is an IR to return situation simply for the sake of roster management. And I say that because you're going to carry Awesome Richards. He's been too good in the preseason. He's a first-year draft pick. You're going to carry him. Yep, absolutely. He's he's my first reserve offensive lineman. Yep. Josh Ball has actually surprisingly been – relatively good at guard uh, which was shocking and he showed no it wasn't pretty last year but if you absolutely have to if you are in a worst case scenario you're down to your ninth offensive lineman and he's the ninth guy and every other player has played at tackle who can and you have to put him at tackle, you can find a way to survive a game with Josh Ball playing tackle. It won't be pretty, but you can do it. Right. Uh, I think they carry Matt Farniak because yeah. they need a they need a center. They need somebody who can play center, and that's not who Josh Ball or uh, Awesome Richards are yet, even though those guys have some position flex. And then I think they carry Matt Walesko because I think he's been relatively good at tackle as a sort of a reserve whether it's a swing tackle or just a pure right tackle situation, I think he's been I think he's been good enough for to be that seventh, eighth offensive lineman. There's a chance if you go ten who's your tenth? So so I guess my question is is and you're probably better to get Adoga on the IR to return, won't he have to be on the fifty three man roster to start? Yes, but I think there's some really, really simple roster management things to get in there like super simple things like 
hey, CJ Goodwin, call, we'll call you in 24 hours. Like right. that sort of simple Cooper Rush, hey, we'll call you in 24 hours. Like, right. And, and again, like, we're going to mention that, but I, I do, I try, I want to try to get this as close to when that, you know, whenever that cut down date is. And again, like, we both understand that if a dog is on it and he goes die or return, you're going to release, you know, Cooper Rush is going to get cut. He's going to come back and they'll make that move an easy swap the next day. That's why I said 10 or 11 though. Cause I I'm thinking after hearing some people talk and I'm thinking TJ Bass makes it. Yeah. I think it's a TJ Bass. I think if TJ Bass had any center to him or had seen any work at center, I think he would have a chance to make it over Farnia. But I think the fact that he's pretty much, and you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong. He's pretty much been a pure guard in camp so far, which I think makes sense because he was a tackle in college. So, yeah. you know, he's one, one step inside at a time. Um, but you've got to have somebody in your building who can back up your center. Um, and so that that's Farniak to me. Um, I, think, uh, I think they would love T.J. Bass to hit the practice squad. Uh, he feels like the absolute perfect – like, hey, I'm an extra offensive lineman on the practice squad, and I'm going to roll back through here next year, and I'm going to have a chance to be that backup flex interior guy. Um, and I think they would love to be able to do that. He's not a guy they drafted. Um, I think that would probably be what they would try to do. Um, I think he's that he's one of those guys that gets cut on cut down day that we're like, that a lot of people are going, whoa, they cut TJ Bass. He was he was just practicing with the first team and, and it turns around and they, you wind up, everybody's like, Oh, he's going to get claimed. He's going to get claimed. And then 24 hours later, he's on the practice squad and it's a, it's a much ado about nothing. And then maybe you hear three weeks into the season or six weeks into the season, he's getting pulled up to the 53 man roster because somebody wanted to sign him or something. But yeah, what um, we'll see. I think, I think, if we're trying to go, what does it look like at the end of cut down day before the second day mechanics? I think Chuma Adoga's on the roster, and I think TJ Bass probably isn't. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested Just because, because I think they're going to be super light on offensive players, super light, because we're going to get to these defensive conversations here in a minute, and we're going to start talking about corners and defensive backs and defensive linemen. And we're going to want to carry 12, 13 defensive linemen, seven cornerbacks, and six safeties. And if you carry 11 offensive linemen, you can't do that. And if you carry 11 offensive linemen, four running backs, six wide receivers, and four tight ends, you sure as heck can't do that. And so uh, so there's going to be some tough cut-down decisions on the offensive side to try to help facilitate the fact that they're probably going to have 22 guys that play snaps on, on defense versus the 15 or 16 that do on offense. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, I, I what does this give us? 10, 1, 2, 3. Yeah, four, I think that gives us 10. Six, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yeah. So that gives us 10 with the Doga that is leaving TJ Bass off. I, man, like I said, like I, I think he's played well in these preseason games. You know, I, I know the reports are he hasn't had great practices in camp, but man, like I think if he goes out and has another good day, like I don't know. You just look at it and you go, hey, like, Again, there's so many. You don't have Adoga is that one veteran that you have in that reserve group, which obviously Bass is a is a rookie, but 
You don't have any like proven quality veteran step in and play. And not to say that Bass is that, but he has played well in games at that guard spot. So you you're the only thing that's my only thing is if 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 Zach Barton gets hurt week one, which not going well, let's hope that doesn't happen. You're assuming that either Seam Richards or Josh Ball or you know, if Chuma Doga's healthy, would slide in and do that. But you haven't really seen those guys play a ton of guard consistently enough. And not to say that you have seen with Bass too, but I feel like out of the out of the reserve guards, I feel like he's been as impressive as anyone this this offseason. But again, this is how this is why this is tough because it's it's not like you're just cutting all bad players. You're gonna have to cut some young guys that you're excited about and cut some good veteran players that you might that you might like to have when, when the rosters are cut down this short. Yeah, because we are at right now, we are at twenty six players. Not and if and I always I always just build to fifty whenever I build one of these things because right. you're gonna have a kicker, a punter, and a long snapper. So we're at twenty six players and we haven't even gotten to the defense yet. And this team, like I said earlier, is gonna have twenty two guys on defense that play every single game. Yeah. No, absolutely. And so, and so we're this is this is where it gets tough. Is you, you almost have to start with this team on the defense, yeah, and then build your offensive roster around it. So that's why I go three running backs. That's why I go nine offensive linemen. Yep. Is because we're about to name eleven defensive linemen that there's no chance that they cut. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right. You so know what I mean? Like, and that, and then you're going to have fifteen spots left when you want to carry. 18-19 between linebacker defensive and defensive back. Yep, that's when it gets tough, and that's why yep. this is fun. So let's uh, – we'll start with our defensive linemen. Um, we're going to do it the same way we did offensive line. So our starters are Demarcus Lawrence, Jonathan Hankins, Osa Digizuwa, Michael Parsons. That gives you – you're starting defensive end, you're starting one technique, you're starting three technique, and then your other starting defensive end and Michael Parsons. Um, let's go ahead and do your reserve defense at – uh, ends. I think you're going to have Dante Fowler, Sam Williams, and um, Dorrance Armstrong as your pure defensive ends. Does that sound right to you? Yep, I think so. And that's a stinking crazy five deep on the defensive end uh, on the edge. That's just nuts. I feel like we haven't heard Dorrance Armstrong's name once this offseason. I don't think he. I don't think he's practiced. Has he? <laughs> has he not? I don't, I, I don't think so. I think there is – let's see. Is there a chance – is he on Pup? I don't think so. I thought he's been – I mean, am I, am I, unless I'm just completely stumping on that or not remembering. But, man, I, I don't think he's hurt or anything. I just – I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, he has not done anything. Like, I, I we've not heard anything from practice or games for him. And he is not – he was not placed on Pup. So he's he's going to be on the fifty three man roster. So you almost uh, man, you you almost wonder if like is he a guy that they might look to trade for an offensive lineman or a linebacker? I don't know. Like we're getting in the weeds a little bit here, but you know you got some of these young guys, you got some of these undrafted free agent rookies who've been playing well, and your Ben Banagoos who I think have had some some good showing so far. And it's like, are you expandable to trade? A Dorrance Armstrong for a starting caliber offensive lineman or linebacker, possibly. You know, we we've they've been rumored to you know maybe looking to add somebody. Maybe instead of a pick, they go try to do a player for player. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. Like 
I, I don't think he's – yeah, he has played no snaps in the preseason. I haven't heard anything about him in practice. Nothing. <laughs> um, I don't think he's been practicing. Okay. If he hasn't, I did not know that, so it's good to know. <laughs> All right. Um. So we are at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've just put Mozzie Smith down, so we are at eight. What other reserve defensive linemen, defensive ends do we need to add that you think are absolute locks to make the roster? I think Junior Fajoko and Chauncey Golson are both on the roster. Junior, because he's a first, he's a a rookie draft pick. He's gonna he's gonna make the roster, a relatively high draft pick. And I think Golston and he, when he played this past week, especially he played relatively well. And I think Chauncey Golson is like ready to be a really kind of a difference maker as an interior pass rusher in these sort of nickel situations when we get to, hey, we want to get a crap load of speed on the field, and you've got Demarcus Lawrence and him rushing on the inside and Micah Parsons and Sam Williams coming off the edge in two-minute situations, I think he's got a chance to to do really well in that role. We are at 10 defense alignment. We have not mentioned Neville Gallimore's name. We have not mentioned Quentin Bohanna's name. We have not mentioned Isaiah Land's name. We have not mentioned – your Ben Banagoos, those type of guys, anybody else that you think is, you know, maybe not a lock, but you feel confident will make the team when this cutdown day happens? I think Quentin Bohan is going to make this team because we have seen way too much of Jonathan Hankins, Mozzie Smith, and Quentin Bohan on the field at the same time in practice. Um, I think they are hell-bent, for lack of better words, to not be vulnerable against the run without devoting numbers to it. Um, and so I think Quentin Bohana makes the team for that reason. I think he's the defensive lineman who's most at risk of losing his job or losing his spot because of need for a guy at another position or um, another huge game from Isaiah Land makes him uncuttable or something like that. But I, I think Quentin Bohana is the guy that may I, – I think they're too deep at edge to keep another edge. Like I think they've got five edge guys who will eat every single snap that they've got. Um, but I think – and they've got, you know – but I think that they are bound and determined – not to get beat inside anymore. And I think they see the league going towards teams wanting to be able to run the ball more because of the way teams are playing these cloud coverages and playing these umbrellas. I think I think Quentin Bohana probably makes a team, but I think he is the one who's most at risk on the bubble, et cetera. See, I actually doing my own and maybe – this is more my opinion than their opinion. I actually have Neville Gallimore making it over Bohanna. Mainly, just, mainly just because he could play both spots if you need him to. He could play the three. He could play the, the one if you need him to. This is going to sound terrible, and this is no – I, 
I just don't see how you put Neville Gallimore on the field in a regular season game anymore. Uh, we've just we've seen it for too many years where it looks exactly the same. He's looked pretty good this preseason, I thought, in the limited. Yeah, I think we've I think we've seen that before with with yeah. Neville Gallimore playing against third string offensive linemen and looking okay, and then coming out and he's got he's getting wiped off the face of the earth by Jason Kelsey and stuff like that. Like, I just I think the Neville Gallimore experiment is has run its course. Um, because I think you have Junior Fajoko, Chauncey Golston, who are, and Oso Digizua, who are primary three technique backup or pre, three technique players. Mozzie has played a ton of three technique and two tech, two eye technique in camp, a ton of it over guards instead of playing over mm-hmm. centers. Um, and so, and then they're they're going to rush defensive ends on the inside and rush situations. So. I I, just, I personally think the Neville Gallimore thing is over. They may view it differently because they did spend a third-round pick on him just a couple yeah. of years ago. But for me, I would say it's probably over, but it's a uh, – that's one of those guys who, if it's not Quentin Bohana, it's probably Neville Gallimore because they like him because they have so much invested in him, but who knows. Nothing you said is wrong by any means. Like we've seen Neville Gallimore, like there's – he goes like he has two or three games a year where he looks good, but a lot of it's not good. Um, and maybe I, I, I'm just not as huge fan of is Quentin Mohana is, is I mean, I'm not like a huge fan of Neville Gallimore either, but man, a lot of the same things you were saying about Gallimore, just like not being good, like the shots Quentin Bohana's got, he has not been very good either. So it's kind of like at that point, I mean, honestly, I think they probably keep that 11th defensive tackle. Um, whether it's Bohana or Gallimore, if it were me, I would probably just go. We're going to move on from both of those guys and keep up another player in another position. Yeah, it's a. It, we'll move on from both of those guys, and we'll keep Isaiah Land, and we'll figure it yeah. out on the inside. Like, yep. it, I think worst case that, scenario, I we can play. We can play Osa against the run and be fine. Like, right. I think they keep that defensive tackle because you're not seeing a lot right now from Mozzie Smith, Jonathan Hankins. Older guy, you know, Odigizuwa's having a great – really think he's going to have a big year. But, like, there's a lot of not quite sure about some of the group behind Jonathan Hankins and Odigizuwa right now. So you have to have some bodies there in case things don't go great with Mozzie Smith. And, you know, like we heard all offseason how Junior Fajoko was going to be your three technique, and then he was playing as a stand-up rusher a lot in this preseason game. And – Again, his body shape right now looks like he should be a three technique, but he was playing some edge rusher last last week. So him and Golson are guys who can play some of the edge, play some of that three technique. So I think they're going to have a pure defensive tackle on there as the 11th guy. Who that is, is is to be determined. But we'll go ahead and go with Quentin Bohana just because, you know, they have talked pretty highly of him this offseason. And, you know, the fact that Mozzie has been playing some of that three technique and two eye, maybe some, you know, more than your natural nose may uh, give him the slight edge over over uh, Neville Gallimore. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think like you, I think you said it well when you said that 11th defensive lineman is going to be a defensive tackle. Who it is, I think, depends on, you know, probably there's probably if you talk to five guys in that building, it's probably three to two one way or the other. Like it's, right. it's probably relatively split. All right, linebackers. Um, again, this one's pretty simple now with the fact that uh, DeMarvion Overshone, you know, is going to be on IR and not be playing at all. You're going to have LVE uh, is your your first linebacker. Damone Clark is your second linebacker. Um, And then it does get a little interesting. Um, You got guys like Devin Harper, Jabril Cox. Um, Those are the only two guys who have been here for a little bit that you feel confident and are going to be on here. Do you see both of those guys making the cut down? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Uh, Especially now that, you know, uh, we we have the Demarvion over Sean injury, like you said. I think both of those guys wind up making the roster, um, and I think you. I think they probably keep a fifth linebacker too, because I mean, Malik Jefferson has been playing ahead of Jabril Cox anyway, so <clears throat> he, he's been in that second group of linebackers that comes in right behind over Sean and Clark in these preseason games. So I think there's a chance they go there, but. It's real hard to go into an NFL season with four linebackers, yeah. regardless of how much you have safeties playing second level. Like it's real hard to go into a season with four linebackers and expect to get through it. Do you see any of the guys that are currently on the roster being that fifth guy, or do you think this is a spot where after cut down day they go find the fifth guy? I think, I think that I think Malik Jefferson is fighting every other linebacker who's going to get released. <laughs> on cut down day for that job. And so I think on cut down day, he probably has the job. And then the day after cut down day, maybe he doesn't anymore. But I think if the goal of this is, hey, let's match what they do on cut down day, I think Malik Jefferson's the guy. Did he get back to practice today? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. They practiced in the evening because they're back in uh, they're back in Dallas, and so I haven't hard haven't really caught up back from a blitz today. for this week is what Mike McCarthy said yesterday. So he's got a couple more weeks to get back to healthy, but yeah, I mean, I think I think for now he's probably in line to to make that spot. Um, but we will, like you said, whether it's him whether it's one of these undrafted guys or whether it's somebody who gets released on, on cut down day, I think they're going to, they're going to carry five linebackers. It's just Malik Jefferson or whoever else to be determined. Yeah. Well, insert linebacker who gets cut from, you know, whatever yep. Minnesota or something like who, who knows. Yep. All right. Cornerbacks, um, Trayvon Diggs, easy. Stephon Gilmore, easy. Uh, Deron Bland, 
easy. Jordan Lewis is still on pup, and I think he'll probably start the year on pup. Are you in agreement there? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Who do you have as your fourth corner right now? It's going to sound crazy. Kelvin. I think the fourth corner is Kelvin Joseph. I agree. It's been good. Like it, it's going it, to. This is a relatively similar conversation to the Jalen Tolbert conversation, just a little less hyped and exciting because he hasn't been quite as good. But like we were talking about Kelvin Joseph maybe being the you know seventh or eighth corner on this team and having no shot to make the team. Um, I think he's played himself into a relatively solid roster position at this point. Um, depending on you know, they they did, you know, we'll we'll get to the Eric Scott conversation here in a minute, but depending on the direction they go with that, and depending on if they decide, hey, we're going to activate Jordan Lewis off pup one week before week one um, and cut somebody, maybe that's Kelvin Joseph. But I, I think he, I think he's pretty solidly on the roster as, as corner four. Do you have them keeping six or seven cornerbacks, including C.J. Goodwin? I have – so this is a really hard position. Um, because I don't – I think they're going to keep Eric Scott. They are. But I don't think he's played well enough to justify them keeping him. I agree. In in the game, in the preseason games at least. But I think they're going to keep him because they traded a pick of next year's pick for him. Yep. He had a, a really great OTA minicamp situation, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it, here we are at – 47 players. Yep. <laughs> we know CJ Goodwin is going to make the team. Whether he's on the roster at cut down day or not, we'll see. They've done that game before, but I think it, in good faith, he has to be on our list. Yeah. That means we have room for two safeties. Yep. They they have three safeties listed as starters yep. on their depth chart. So this is this is what I was talking about earlier whenever I said there's no way they can carry 11 offensive linemen and four running backs and four tight ends because I think they're almost certain to carry 11 defensive linemen. I don't think they go 10 defensive linemen. I mean, and shoot, like we didn't even mention that Nashawn Wright's getting cut in this situation, which is again, cutting a top 100 pick. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Now, granted, uh, Nashawn, Wright's injured currently, so that's a that's a tough thing, you know, for him. He can't even be out there because he's hurt. But it's a uh, it, it, it it's a really deep roster, and this is why this exercise is valuable. Is that you know how many years have we done this where we've been at the fourth cornerback and we're talking about, or better yet, the third defensive end. And we're going, hey, somebody's going to get cut in Seattle. We'll go pick that guy up, and he'll be our third defensive end. And now we're talking about five or six defensive ends who will play and who will probably have a handful or more of sacks each. And we're talking about five corners and a special team specialist and five safeties that we want to keep and all of that kind of stuff. Like, it's – it's going to get real tough. Um, so I think right now, I think they have to 
Well, anyway, what, let's let's go through the list of the safeties and get to our our get to our fifty three. Get to all the way through the the positions, and then we'll talk about what we've got to do to get to fifty three. Yep. All so, right. You so know, Jaron Curse, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker. Um, you're confident in Izzy McQuamu making it correct? Yeah, I think Izzy McQuamu and Marquise Bell are pretty much. You know, they're going to make the roster at this point. Um, I'm not so sure about Marquise Bell, but I'm not. He's a starter, man, don't you know? <laughs> I mean, again, like, the crazy thing is, is I saw Patrick Walker tweeted today that they were like, yeah, with the injury to the Marvion Overshown, like, Wanye Thomas is a guy that we envision getting more linebacker reps and playing some of that versatile role. We really love right. So, like, does Wanye Thomas make the – you can't carry six safeties. There's no way you can carry six safeties on this team. So, it's – Unless you carry four cornerbacks because you know you have Izzy McQuamu who can play some corner safety flex. You've had J. Ron Curse cover guys out of the slot. You know, unless you're going to play that game, and unless you're going to have safeties cover both the cornerback depth and the linebacker depth, you can't carry six corners. And so maybe they do only carry four linebackers because they want to get an extra safety on the roster. But still, we still – right now we have listed without Marquise Bell or Wanye Thomas on it, we have 52 players. We still have to have a kicker, a punter, and a long snapper. And we still feel like they're going to keep one more safety. Yeah. And there's only what, what one guy on this list that you and I have kind of set, agreed that like, hey, I don't think this guy is really worthy of being kept, but I think they'll keep him because they picked him. Yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, again, like, so with four safeties, with four safeties, we're at 52. I'm not even – we got Brian Anger, we got kicker, we got punter, we got long snapper. So let's just do that. Um, yeah, right. Brian Anger, right now Brandon Aubrey, and I don't even know who the long snapper's name is because I haven't been able to keep up since LP Lattisher left. Yeah, Trent Sieg is the long snapper. Yeah. That puts us at 55 with the special teams. So we have to cut two players off of our team. We have to cut two players, and we really think they will keep at least five safeties. And that, and that's my whole – that was my whole argument with the person I was talking to on Twitter is I don't know that they're going to keep five safeties. And it's not because I don't think the player's good enough. I think they get to the point where they go, hey, we have these four safeties. All of them can kind of play that same role that the fifth guy is looking to play other than Malik Hooker. We don't really want to cut a rookie corner. I mean, again, so I think right now we should take Malik Jefferson off the list and they say we're going for linebackers with Michael Parsons also doing a little bit of that. He doesn't do it a lot, but he could if they need him to. Is that Oh, there, there are definitely a lot of ways to get through a game at the second level if you run out of linebackers, for sure. It becomes a it becomes a problem of if you get two linebacker injuries in the first month of the season that are six-week injuries, how in the heck are you getting through six weeks at linebacker um, in that situation? Um, and, but in that situation, you go out and you sign somebody anyway. So, 
Is that the first move we want to make is getting rid of Malik Jefferson? <laughs> I think it's the fourth running back. Okay. I think for a team that no matter I, what they I tell us I don't disagree, about, but I don't know if they agree. Is my like, I like, think for I a would team that wants to that they they had told us verbally we want to run the ball. But all Mike McCarthy's done the entire time he's been in the league as an offensive coordinator is just throw the crap out of the ball. And all he's done is use wide receivers as running backs and tight ends as running backs and things like that throughout his career. Um, I think he's perfectly fine going into the season with three running backs, one suspended, and he, he they have that, and you even mentioned it earlier, they have the Ronald Jones card for two weeks into the year in their back pocket, and maybe one of these depth problems answers itself. You know, so many of these situations work itself out, works itself out because of injury, right? It's unfortunate. We hate to see it, but it works itself out due to injury or trade opportunity or something like that. I think they say we can make it the first two weeks with these three guys at running back. And if we get through those two weeks and say, you know, we really need Ronald Jones to come in here and get eight carries a game because we tried Rico Dowdle to do it and it just has looked terrible. I don't think that will happen, but if it does, Ronald Jones comes off suspension, he's back in, he's probably healthy from his groin by then and because he's back in practice now and away we go. Um, I, I think the first guy that cuts the fourth running back and then the next guy after that's the extra offensive lineman because – I I very strongly feel like they are they want to throw numbers at like they want to play twenty something guys every game on defense, and they will probably say, you know what, Marquise Bell or Malik Jefferson or Juanie Thomas or whoever else or Eric Scott can line up on special teams and run down the field on special teams and make a tackle. Um, TJ Bass is going to be inactive every week, every single week. He's going to be inactive unless there's three injuries on the offensive line, and then he's got to be active. And if there we have three injuries on the offensive line, TJ Bass is probably TJ Bass is more likely to make it to our practice squad than insert other guy here. Or so that's I think this team is going to go shockingly light on offense. I think we're talking 21, 22 players on offense this year on the 53-man roster. That would mean we would have to cut four four or five players. Yeah. So I, th- I think Malik Davis is gone more than likely. I think I think they carry Chuma Adoga on the initial, and he goes to um, – he goes to IR to return. Um, and they and they wind up only carrying nine offensive linemen, and I think there's a chance Sean McEwen doesn't make this team. All right, so, so like, let's like just I say said, that, that's three. Who would be the fourth if you had to pick a fourth? I, I'm telling you, man, this thing is going to be rough because of how. Nuts, good. This defensive, this defensive but, roster. But like I, I don't even see. I don't even know who that fourth could be. Is I guess what I'm saying. Like, if you had to get to that twenty twenty two number that you mentioned, say you put Chuma Dogo and IR to return, so he he comes off, and let's just say 
Cooper Rush comes back or who uh, whatever, whoever that is. Let's just say that let's just let's just take him off for now. Let's take Sean McEwen off. Let's take Malik Davis off. So that takes you to 23. I don't know to get to that 22 who it would be. I think maybe 22 is pushing it a little bit okay. for me. All right, all right, all right. Um, I think 23 is probably the number because I think they want to carry 27 defenders. Counting CJ Goodwin, who is really a special teamer. But yeah. I, I I think right now, looking at this right now, I think Malik Jefferson would be the first cut, mainly because he's hurt right now. And I think they would go, okay, we have four linebackers. We have Micah Parsons. We have J. Ron Curse. We have Donovan Wilson, and we have Izzy McQuamu, who can play down in the box if we need him to. Yeah, and maybe I and I don't and I always if, there's always some weird rules with cutting injured players and stuff like that, um, but there's a chance that maybe Malik Jefferson having a foot strain and missing the last two preseason games, and you know he was on the practice guy squad for a right. while last year. Like he, he's probably a guy you could relatively easily slide through waivers and wind up with him on your practice squad, and then you elevate him with the funny practice squad rules that they have now and all that stuff. But yeah. – so, yeah, I think there's a – I think you've got the three offensive players we talked about that are very easy to get rid of, and then Malik Jefferson, and I think that gets you pretty close to where you want to be. All right, so I'm going to remove Malik Davis. I personally – think they keep I think they keep four running backs but I in this cut down scenario you have to move on so we are at 53 players right now with Malik Jefferson and uh Malik Davis, Davis cut the Malik's yeah cut the Malik's keep the Jalen's <laughs> where I we're at 53 I mean I don't I, I personally I don't think they're cutting Sean McEwen I, I don't I think they're going to keep four tight ends and I think they keep, honestly, I think they keep the fourth tight end over Marquise Bell or Isaiah Land or whoever that is. I a, a Part of me just feels like with how much they lean on the safeties in this defense, they do not want – and you've got – when they make the cuts, there will probably still be questions about Donovan Wilson being back. He probably will not be practicing yet when they make these cuts. I mean, do we? I was going to say, what do you feel more confident, Sean McEwen or Quentin Bohanna? You mentioned Quentin Bohanna being a guy that you felt like is probably. I mean, like you said, I, I, like, like I, I really, I really think there's only nine offensive linemen on this team. Chuma Doga getting the cut there. I think they do. Ro- I think they do. The I think they play the roster game with it. With hey, Sean McEwen, we're going to cut you twenty four. We got to do this because we got to get it. We got to get Chuma to IR so we can bring him back mid year if we need to. We're going to cut you. Don't unpack. Don't empty your locker at the star. Don't go anywhere. 
we're going to, as soon as we can move Chumley Doga to IR, you're going to come back. You'll be at practice two days after the cut. Like, you're not going anywhere. Um, I think that's probably the, the mechanism. Or it's CJ Goodwin that they do it with. They've, they've done it with him before. Um, Is there anybody? I, I, I mean, I'm, I guess you could almost do that with Malik Jefferson, too, if you really wanted to. You could do Chuma Doga. You could do. Sean McEwen, hey, we're going to cut you. And we just – I mean, I hate this. Whether it's Cooper Rush or Sean McEwen, just know we're thinking they're going to cut an offensive player to get Chuma Adoga. It, what, offensive defense. Let's just do it this way. We think they're going to cut one offensive player to get Chuma Adoga and Iron to return. And then they probably could do the same thing with the Malik Jefferson. They could cut C.J. Goodwin and bring him back and then put Malik Jefferson on Iron to return. They could do. I, I don't. I mean, we haven't. Yeah. If, if that, if the foot sprain is bad enough for him to need more than two or three right. weeks of regular season, because if it's only a two or three week injury, they'll probably just carry him on the practice squad for two or three weeks and then pull him up. Because if he's hurt, he's not going to go. Nobody's going to claim him if he's hurt and hasn't played or practiced. So I think that's you gotta, probably. You got to wonder if Donovan Wilson's injury is. More serious, you know, is he a guy that needs six more weeks, seven more weeks, whatever hour to return is? I want to say you can come back after six weeks, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's eight. Eight? Okay. Um, I mean, it didn't seem that serious at the time of the injury, but I guess you never know. Um, yeah, and it's already been four, is the thing. Right. Yeah, correct. So that would be – that would be from the time of the injury, that would be 15 weeks or something like that by the time we get to week one and then have – Eight weeks of the regular season. All right. So let's remove Chuma Adoga, but we're also admitting that we think he's probably he's gonna be back on IR to return, but they're gonna cut another veteran on this list and then bring him back the day after. So Cooper Rush is gonna get cut, he'll be back. Chuma Adoga will be on the roster, and those two are gonna flip spots twenty four hours after cutdown. Yeah, pretty much. So we or have, CJ Goodwin. So one of these right. veteran guys that doesn't have to go through waivers will get released on cutdown day, and everybody will go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're only carrying three tight ends, or there's no way the Cowboys only carry one quarterback. Like, right. And then 24 hours later, Cooper Rush is back in the back in the building as the backup quarterback, and everybody is calmed down again. And then that that path right there gets you to 52 players, and you can add Marquise Bell or Wanye Thomas or insert fifth safety here um, as the guy you're going to keep. Who do we? And the, the other guy you you hope you get to the practice squad, uh, and then that's the uh, that's your answer. Who do we feel that? And again, I, I guess before we close it out here. We feel like this player that we're adding to get the three now is for sure a safety. We only have four linebackers. We have four safeties. We think that's that fifth safety, or do we think that it's keeping Nation right? I think it's probably a fifth safety. Okay.
I'm to know how banged up Nation Wright is because if he's healthy, man, it just seems like that would that would be a little bit shocking to me to have them move on from him so quickly, especially you know him being. I mean, shoot, he, he they might be glad that he's hurt right now and be like, hey, we can put him on IR and you know season's over with, unfortunately, but we don't have to move on from him yet. I, I don't know how serious that injury, the high ankle sprain, is, but we know they they don't mind some injuries at times sometimes because it lets them hang on to a player for another year. Yeah, that's that John Stevens situation is like he's, you know, they'll put him on IR on cut down day so he won't be able to come back, but that doesn't matter. He wasn't going to come back from an ACL within the season anyway, but he'll he'll get to be in the building and rehab with their guys and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the I think if they could, they would keep 13 defensive backs. Like, I think they feel that good about the depth they have in the defensive back room. But that, which is part of the reason why I think there's a – if they didn't – if they had anybody besides Matt Farniak who could play offensive – who could play center, I think they'd probably keep eight offensive line on the roster. Like, that's how how deep these cuts are going to go because – you could argue for 12 defensive linemen who might be worth making the roster. You could argue for, you know, we're sitting here talking about a former top 100 third round pick that they're, that's what in his going into his third year that they're about to have to consider cutting at corner. And like, <laughs> it's just, this team is so deep. It's crazy how deep this team is. Yeah, man. I just went back to read the quotes again to, today. I think if they keep – you don't think there's any way they keep six safeties, right? I mean, like I said, I think they would love to keep 13 DBs, and I think they would love to keep six safeties. But I don't think they – I don't think there's room. They can't, yeah. Because, again, this Unless is – this is three the, tight ends and eight offensive linemen. Like, that's – This is the quote that came out today. This is from Todd Archer. Something to think about with – and, again, Todd Archer doesn't just say things. It's pretty much, hey, somebody's telling me – not him telling him to say this, but he gets fed information, he puts it out there. Something to think about with loss of DeMarvion Overshone, how the Cowboys fill out the roster. We have safeties who could play linebacker. That's the way Dan Quinn designs this defense, Stephen Jones said. He mentioned Wanye Thomas. Could it come down to Wanye Thomas or Jabril Cox? Yeah, I mean, if that if that's coming from Ty Dutcher's Twitter account, I think Wanye Thomas makes this team. Now I don't know how they could cut Jabril Cox, unless they go with three linebackers. I don't know. Like I said, this defense is just—they have done, and this is such a stark change from what we lived for a decade. Right, you get one of the best defensive coaches in history out of your building, and all of a sudden, your defensive drafting like freaking goes nuts but like i think they would love to keep 12 defensive linemen five linebackers and 13 defensive backs and i think i think every one of those guys would be worthy of being on an nfl team like i don't think you would i don't think you would look at any of the guys you know if we added neville gallimore or isaiah land as the 12th defensive lineman and we added Malik Jefferson as the fifth linebacker, 
and added Nashawn Wright and both Wanye Thomas and Marquise Bell to the safety room and got to 12, 5, and 13, you're not looking at any of those guys and going, that guy doesn't deserve to be there. You're going, you know, that maybe maybe you don't need Wanye Thomas and Marquise Bell. You're looking at it like that, but you're not looking at it going, there's no way they should get that guy. Yeah. But like I, I think the I think what's gonna wind up happening is the offensive personnel is gonna be way more concentrated than we have seen in the past. Like I think I, mean, it, I think I get, three it, running backs get reps, I think four to five wide receivers get reps, and I think two to three tight ends get reps, and that's it. And then you go super light on the offensive line. Which is crazy because you never want to cut off into linemen, but like I, I just don't see. Man, I, I don't I'd see be, how you do it. I'd be, I would be stunned if they go that light. I mean, like you said, like maybe they go nine. I'd be stunned if they go any. I'd be stunned. I, honestly, I'm going to be surprised if they only keep nine offensive linemen. I think they'll keep ten. And again, like I, I say that, and then I go, but I this roster deep, and they might need to keep nine to keep, but. I'd be stunned with Tyron Smith's injury history. Terrence Steele still coming back from an ACL. Some of these guys having center experience of having to keep that Matt Farniak guy who's going to be able to play center and then really just relying on a rookie day three guy, Nassim Richards, Josh Ball, who hasn't played at all, and Matt Willetsko, who hasn't played at all, as being your only reserve lineman. It's just, man, if they had one veteran dude, you know, like if they had one, whether it's Chuma or, or Terrence Steele from a couple of years ago when Lyle Collins was still around, like if they had one dude like that, I could see them going light, light. But, man, it's just tough to see them going but so light when you have no one on your reserve right now who's got experience playing. Other, I mean, fat, Matt, Matt Farniak's got the most, and that's been very little. Yeah. Well, one, one interesting note, one tweet below – the tweet you read from Todd Archer on his timeline on a couple of occasions, Stevens Jones mentioned the Cowboys keeping nine or 10 offensive linemen and they cut to 53. I think I'll stick with nine on the final projection I'll have after the Raiders game. That's from Todd Archer today. Still. So how many we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> That's risky. I mean, again, like I'm not saying you're, you're campaigning for that by any means. I just think it's risky with Tyron Smith. Oh, it's it's very risky. I I am team keep ten offensive linemen yeah, and a million defensive linemen. Me too. In most situations, but this team has so much depth at defensive back, and they play so much dime personnel and nickel personnel, and they play all different versions of it with safeties and corners and all that kind of stuff. That I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the. Uh... The executive decision to keep Wanye Thomas is that fifth safety, just because of what we that tweet today. Really, I mean, that just they, and, and he also he also does the post safety stuff that Malik Hooker does that Donovan Wilson has done at times in his career and been pretty good at, but it's not the best thing Donovan Wilson does, and so that's a, a little bit of a different skill set that Marquise Bell doesn't have. Yeah, Andy's – I mean, Andy's played well. I mean, like I said, like I'm not saying Marquise Bell hasn't. I don't want to make it seem like I'm not a Marquise Bell fan. I am, but I think 
when you got the owner GM and then probably the biggest media personality, you know, guy on the beat <laughs> out of the star tweeting things out about Juan Yee Thomas. I think he needs to probably be on your 53. And it's just, I think it's tough with this roster to keep six safeties. Yeah, it's, Man, it's tough. But I mean, then you then you have Marquise Bell in an interview saying Dan Quinn called him yesterday to say he's going to play some linebacker. Like, how do you cut this roster down right now? I mean, if you want me to be honest with you, I think what we, if we want to keep Marquise Bell, which we're wrapping things up. I know people are going, "Holy moly, we're going long today." If we want to keep Marquise Bell. I think Quentin Bohanna would have to be the the cut cut there because I just don't see anyone else that you can really move on from. Yeah, it's tough. Sean, Sean McEwen or, or Quentin Bohanna, but you you cut Sean McEwen, you're relying on Jake Ferguson, a rookie who. Is known for more of his pass catching than his blocking, and then Peyton Hendershot, who's not a good blocker at all, to be your your blocking options at tight end. Yeah, I think Luke Schoomaker is your best blocker at tight end. Period. Even with Sean McEwen yeah. on the roster, and so Sean McEwen is really like your move. He's going to play some fullback, and he's going to play special teams guy. Um, who, again, we haven't even talked about how do you cut to forty eight or forty six. All right, so I'll leave it up to you. I made the Wanye Thomas decision. Do you want to add Marquise Bell and cut any of these other players down to finalize our 53? The thing is, I think Marquise Bell is going to be on the 53. I just don't know who else is going to be off of it to to, <laughs> to get him there. You had to – I would say Quentin Bohanna, I think. I think you're right that of the guys on the roster, the guy most likely to wind up released is probably Clint Bohana. But Jesus Christ, you are a Hankins or Mozzie injury away from being super light in the pants. Shit's Creek at stopping the run, which they've talked mm-hmm. about how much the important that is to them this year. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. All right. So call it. But I, I think if we if there is one if they do carry six safeties, it's for a tight end. All right, so kicking off Sean McEwen? Yeah, I think probably so. Because he just hadn't played that well, to be honest with you. I, I don't disagree. It would it would stun me. Like I said there are gonna be some cuts on this offensive side of the ball that there are some people are gonna go, they cut him? Yeah. And it's going to be guys like Malik Davis and Sean McEwen and TJ Bass and people like that that you're going to look at and go, they seriously cut him? Yeah. But, and I mean, we've seen them play fast and loose with the backup center job before. So, <laughs> you know, they, they've sure. given Connor Williams five snaps before week one and called him the backup center before. Yeah. So that was a different offensive line coach, but yeah. All right, we're done. It's going to be tough. We'll go through one more time. We got Dak Prescott at quarterback, Cooper Rush at quarterback, Tony Pollard at running back, Rico Dowdle at running back, Deuce Vaughn at running back, 
Only three running backs uh, we got on the roster. C.D. Lamb at receiver, Brandon Cooks at receiver, Michael Gallup at receiver, Jalen Tolbert at receiver, Jalen Brooks at receiver, Kevontae Turpin at receiver, Jake Ferguson at tight end, Luke Schoonmaker at tight end, Peyton Hendershot at tight end, Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, Terrence Steele, Assume Richards, Josh Ball, Matt Farniak, Matt Walutsko as your offensive lineman. That takes us to 23 offensive players. Um, then we get to our defenders. That's Demarcus Lawrence, Jonathan Hankins, Oso Digizua, Micah Parsons, Sam Williams, Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong, Mozzie Smith, Chauncey Golson, Junior Fajoko, Quentin Bohanna as your defense lineman. Leighton Vander Esch, Damone Clark, Devin Harper, Jabril Cox as your four linebackers. Trayvon Diggs, Stephon Gilmore, Deron Bland, Kelvin Joseph, Eric Scott Jr., and C.J. Goodwin as your corners. We got them going pretty deep at safety with J. Ron Kirst, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker, Juanye Thomas, Marquise Bell is your six safeties. And then uh, you have uh, Brian Anger, uh, Trent Sieg, and then – it's uh, Brandon Aubrey as the kicker um, to round out everything and give you your three special teamers. So that is our 53-man roster prediction. I'm sure we're going to get every single one of these right. But if we don't, make sure you don't kill us too much. But uh, anything you want to add before we get out of here? I just think this exercise is so valuable because it just shows how tough this is going to be. And like, there's going to be – some hurt feelings in these personnel rooms because there's going to be guys who advocate for these players that they're going to get cut and they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to go make the argument to, to the guy why they should stay on the practice squad instead of going to, you know, Carolina or something like that. And it's, uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. Yep. This was, this is the hardest cut down I've done in these prediction scenarios out of every year I do them. Um, it's just you're, you're, you're moving on from multiple good play, which is good. Speaks to the depth and the talent of this roster, and it should be this hard if you're building a championship caliber roster, and we feel like they are. But uh, next time we come on, we'll have a better idea of what this roster is going to look like. Hopefully no more significant injuries in this third preseason game, knock on wood, and then hopefully everybody stays healthy and is ready to go because uh, week one is just about two and a half, three weeks away, and we'll we'll be there. Um Excited for it. It'll be here before you know it. Getting through this third and final preseason game is, is step one. Uh, remaining healthy is step two, and, and we'll go from there. But we thank everyone for the support. We thank everybody for listening. We will be back next week on the Talking Star podcast. See you then.
Quad 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Quad 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.